book that we have today is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. This is a guide to spiritual enlightenment, one of the most difficult books to comprehend so far. Yet, it will just tell you that you don't have to understand it because it is already in you. Almost most of the time in the book, I was saying to myself, what? At some point, I was thinking if there is a translation of this book that a lay person could understand because I might have picked a book exclusively for spiritual gurus. Then when I was a quarter done of the book, I realized that it has almost the same concept of Mark Manson's book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Swear Word, and the book, uh, the second book of that is Everything is Another Swear Word. I read those two books last year, and in my head, I was reminded of the points I learned from those books. It was like the easy conversational street talk of the book The Power of Now. Not really focused on spirituality, but almost of the same concept. Although this is not a book review of those two books, because I'm not going to review them for the reason that the title has a swear word and it's not allowed in here. I have listeners that are babies or maybe... Others are still in the womb. So I don't want them to hear that word because in their life outside, they will encounter everywhere those words like form of expression. The review would be simple. Really, it's simple. One is, do not think of the past and the future. Think of now. Another is, the time is an illusion. You don't have to believe it. Then when you are in the now, you will be younger than the rest of the people who are stressed of the future or those who keep on ruminating in the past. But the book is more complicated than that. That I feared misinterpreting it. I had second thoughts if this podcast would be the worst episode yet. Technical writing of the book, though, is it's a question and answer Portion. It's like the book is talking to itself, and it uses simple terms, but still it depends on one's comprehension. And lastly, it is referencing the Bible. So for those people that I know have some indifference to the teachings of the Bible, this is not the book for you. I am going to emphasize that this book is taking into account the practices of the East or Buddhism mostly. At some point, it's like a reminder or a signpost for readers all over the globe to reread again the scriptures that we have in the past, the one that used by our ancestors, because nothing new has been discovered. It's all been taught over and over in many spiritual sectors, but I don't know how or why for some reasons, people, and that does not exclude me, still cling to this self-help or spiritual books when the Bible is free. Jesus had put his teachings into parables to make it easy to understand. Buddhism have Zen sayings that are only two-liner words so that people who don't like reading long write-ups will comprehend. 
yet here we are, still lost in many teachings, seeking mentors, guides, gurus. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if you have time and money, but isn't it exhausting searching for answers and help? At least we should still be thankful of this kind of authors such as Eckhart Tolle because people sometimes need a little bit of reframing or like a new cover design of a book to look at but the content still the same. The power of now also delineates its benefits to the health of a person. If we are more present, then we can pay attention to our body. The book says that we could even feel and look young. So while we are aging in this world, let's think about of the now to be younger. Then after health, another aspect discussed are relationships. There is so much conflict in relationships in this world, and it had always been like that, so there is nothing new. Although the approach that I inferred from the book was heightening one's awareness to avoid conflict. It was as if talking about the common relationship advice to understand first your partner before judging him or her. I don't fully understand how relationships work i haven't experienced it but the author did not forget the single beings in this book as he wrote uh, that you do not need a relationship to be enlightened there is too much ado over relationships in this book i was thinking that it had already become a relationship guide although it really is important knowing that most of us or majority of them will enter a relationship or have existing partners already the emphasis in finding enlightenment through this area in our lives should be well explained although a reminder from the book real love doesn't make you suffer quote unquote that's on page 42 if there is one thing this book is unique from other self-help or spiritual books I have read is the way it had tackled women and menstruation. Yes, I, I know for some people, especially males, they still cringe to this phenomenon when it is mentioned and they find it gross or maybe they had a traumatic encounter with blood. That's their response to it. The book had brought a different light to menses. It's like talking about menstruation in a higher level, version 2.0. Before, menstruation to me was all about hormones, a failed fertilization process, or you know something that the body is creating to prepare for conception. Yet in this book, it mentioned menstruation as a portal to enlightenment, a way to understand one's being, you know, now I am excited to have my next menstrual period so that I can apply the teachings of the book, see it for myself, if I can work it out, if I can enter the portal to enlightenment. When I read the last portion of the eighth chapter, I remember that I was 
in her front porch. Yeah, basking under the moonlight. It was a nice evening and I look forward to full moons every month. Anyway, the lesson overall that left me on that chapter was not to fight one's pain body or emotions. And also don't let your sense of being be dependent on relationships. Not even the relationship that you had established with yourself. Now here comes the interesting part of the book and that is letting go of the drama. I have heard of this from my late father when he mentioned about our neighbors, relatives quarreling. He would say they enjoy being dramatic. The reason they can't accept or forgive their relatives is because they feel like they are actors in a TV drama series. They love the attention, as he puts it. And while Eckhart Tolle also tells his readers to have enough with the drama. The last part of the book was more easy to understand. Probably it was the familiarity of the tone or the fact that it was already about wrapping things up. I don't want to say this, but I ugly cry in the last chapter of the book. Maybe from the background music I had, you know, that time. I'm curious if others had cried reading this book. Maybe it's just me. That's how shallow I am. But the rawness in finding enlightenment in illness and loneliness had touched me. Surrendering is a powerful word at that chapter, and I think it needed an emotional release. Wrapping things up, no amount of discussion in this podcast will I enlighten you. The book could help, but it's only a tool. Words are only signposts. Our world is already a mind-dominated planet, and that it's difficult to understand enlightenment, to free ourselves from mind dominance. The book left me with many whys, how, what, which means I am not yet there. I haven't reached that point of understanding. The book was helpful. It gave me a background, inspiration, that it is possible to be enlightened. I have to remind myself to live the now and from there I have to work it through. It's not going to happen overnight, you know, right after reading the book, but at least I could possibly accept and love what is, which would dismiss me from escaping the present. In most cases, when I had to remind myself to be present and not think, that I have to review the book. I had to tell myself that I need to read this for the sake of reading, for my spiritual enlightenment, not for the sake of sharing it in my podcast. I have to be honest. Ever since I started this book podcast, it was as if I was always securing up and finding a flaw, hot topics, a contrarian thoughts about the book I am reading. At times, I wonder if... What I'm doing is pursuing my passion in books. But in time that I read or heard people say that they listen to this podcast, I am motivated to do it all over again. Also, I can see how it had 
benefited my communication skills, my comprehension, and my internet and audio editing skills. These are things that you're not supposed to hear from a book podcast. I apologize if you came here for the book, but only to find that I am incorporating lots of my drama. Well, this is the podcast style that I have adapted, and I am learning it in all ways that I can to improve, but this is all I can do for now. Lastly, I want to thank the author of this book, Eckhart Tolle. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. People needs to be reminded of many golden scriptures of the past. The reframing is necessary in the modern world. Honestly, I still have to reread your book or probably other types of book related to this to understand it more. I also wanted to acknowledge things that made this podcast possible. Anchor FM, the different streaming sites like Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and many others that allows my voice to be heard in the world of the internet. If you are listening, thank you for now. I am signing off. Mm-hmm.